Cooking Steph Curry with the shot. Ben cooking with the sauce. Chef Curry with the pot, boy. Live from the 301. Live from the pot. I want to welcome my audience to episode number 143 of Curry in the Pot. I'm your host, I'm your guy, Mike Curry. I'm back here another episode. And last week, I was joined by my brother, the co-producer of Curry in the Pot, Mr. B. Jones. And I was also joined by a fan favorite, the 14-year-old Phenom Bink. And we had a good time, man. We chopped it up. We talked Eastern Conference Finals, Western Conference Finals. And we also recapped week one in the NFL. And then we predicted week two. Um, it was a nice episode, a long episode. But it was definitely good, man. So if you guys missed that one, make sure y'all go check that out. And this week, I'm going to do a little bit of the same. Honestly, we still got Eastern Conference Finals going on. The Heat took a commanding 3-1 lead against the Boston Celtics. And then we have... The Lakers in the Nuggets series to also talk about on the West side and the Lakers are up 2-1. Nuggets won that last game. So will they even it up? I don't know. Um, You guys should get this by Thursday. Well, I'm sorry. No, Thursday, either Thursday night or Friday morning. So I'm aiming for one of those two. But we'll see, man. Really, really interesting stuff, man. But again, if you missed last week's episode, make sure I go check that out. So I want to start with the Heat. And the Miami Heat took a commanding 3-1 lead series in the Eastern Conference Finals. And this series has been really, really interesting. Uh, both teams got um, some extra days off because the Eastern Conference Finals is shown exclusively on ESPN. So, you know, Monday there was Monday Night Football and Tuesday they couldn't play because the Western Conference Finals was playing on Tuesday. So they could not play until Wednesday. And both teams, like I said, got some rest. But the big story in this game was Tyler Hero, man. He had 37 points. I, I've i been on the wave of Tyler Hero. I don't want to boast and brag, but I've been a fan of his, man, since he came out of Kentucky. And he just looked like he has it, man. He reminds me a little bit of Devin Booker. And they both averaged around the same amount in college um, and, and definitely in their first year in the league. But Devin Booker came off the bench. Tyler Hero actually started all 37 games at Kentucky. But they both have similar type of games, man. They're bucket getters. And that's what I love, man. Tyler Hero with a super big game last night, 37 points. Also in that game, Bam out of Bayou had a double-double. Jimmy Butler, he was aggressive in this game. He had 24 points. He didn't shoot the ball particularly well, but he was aggressive. So you got to like that. On the flip side, though, for the Celtics, man, Jason Tatum had 28 points. He had zero in the first half, man. So shout out to him for getting it together. And I really don't know how the series is going to go, man. I had the um, had the Heat winning, and they probably will win. I got the Heat. Got the Heat in six still. I probably still rock with that. I think. I think potentially the Celtics could push the envelope and could send this one to a game seven, but I'm not sure. Original prediction, though, was Heat and six, and I still like the Heat, man. This is a team I've I've grown to really, really like, man. I think I really started to like them when I saw how well they played against the Bucks in the regular season back in March, and I was like, wow, they, they can stop Giannis. I think this is a, a nice um, recipe for the playoffs, and in the playoffs, they've looked absolutely spent spectacular, man. They only lost two games this entire playoffs, one to the Bucks and one to the Celtics this round. So they they've been looking good, man. You know, they've won ten games in the playoffs, and actually eleven. I'm sorry, eleven and two in the playoffs. That's really really impressive. So, hey, man, shouts out to the Miami Heat, man. Been playing some great ball. Eric Spolstra is a really, really good coach. I think he's top five in my book. 
and they've been looking good, man. So he took the lead three to one in the series. They're up three one. So we'll see how the rest of the series unfolds. I'm still rocking with the Heat to win this series, though. Moving on to the Western Conference Finals, we have the Los Angeles Lakers and the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets, they were smacking the Lakers just about the entire game. Through three quarters, they were smacking the Lakers up um, in game three. And I said, you know, to myself, not to you guys, obviously, I haven't talked to you guys in a week, but I said that if the Nuggets, if the Nuggets wanted any chance in the series, they had to win game three. If they would have lost game three, I would have seen them getting swept. My original prediction in this series was Lakers in six, and that could still happen. But the more and more I started to actually watch the series, man, I was thinking the Lakers could really, really do it in five. And I think that's absolutely still possible. Um, I just think that the Lakers have they have, a, they have a good team and they match up really well. They have something that the Clippers didn't have. They have somebody that can guard Jokic, and Anthony Davis can do that. Not only can he guard him, but he can score 30 on him on the opposite end, and Jokic is not a good defender at all. Uh, then you have LeBron James, of course, still in my eyes, the best player in the NBA. And then you just have role players that I think, you know, are comparable to the Nuggets role players, man. Uh, Jamal Murray, first of all, I want to say he's been great. He's been excellent in the bubble, um, especially in that Jazz series. He's He's been great, man. He's been everything is advertised, good in the Clippers series as well. Um, shout out to him, man. I want to give him his props, man. I want to give him his respect because he was coming at Stephen A. Smith and people like that, man. So I just wanted to shout him out, man. He's a bucket, a bit erratic at sometimes, kind of dribbles the ball a little too much at times, but he's absolutely a bucket getter, man. And, you know, in this bubble, you've seen that it's, it's literally all about shot creators, and he's definitely an excellent shot creator, man. Hasn't been the most consistent guy in the regular season, but these playoffs, man, this is where you really make a name for yourself, man. So... I like what I've seen from Jamal Murray. Jeremy Grant had a big night in game three at 26 points. But I still think the Lakers, man, they got smacked around for three quarters in game three. And they kind of like turned it on in game in, in the fourth quarter, man. And I think they will come out hot in game four and possibly go up 3-1. Man, I could definitely see it, but I definitely think the Lakers will come out hot because we've seen them do that in these playoffs. Coming up a playoff loss, Portland Trailblazers. One game one, the Lakers took a 16-point lead at the end of the first quarter in game two. Houston series, um, they won game one. Lakers came out and blitzed them in the first half of that series. So I think you, I think there's sort of a trend here, and I think that trend will continue in game four of this series, man. But again, shout out to the Nuggets, man. No disrespect. Uh, this just is just a team with two top five players in the league. And then their role players, when they're playing well, Oh, my goodness, this team is absolutely scary. Uh, but shout out to the Lakers, man. Shout out to my team. I still think we will get a Lakers and Miami Heat NBA Finals. Some other news. We had Billy Donovan uh, getting signed and picked up by the Chicago Bulls. I think that is a good head coach and hire. Really didn't expect the Thunder and Billy Donovan to mutually part ways. But I think this will be pretty good for... The Chicago Bulls, man, I think this will be good, man. I think this is a good hire. And I feel like they need a coach that can help push Zach Levine to the next level, man. Zach Levine is a star. He has superstar potential. Not, not, he's not a superstar, but he's a star, man. And I think 
I think everybody will be able to, to notice that real, real soon. Um, but yeah, shout out to Billy Donovan and the boys for getting that done. I think that is a great hire. Let's move on though, man. Let's move on to week two in the NFL. That's another week in the books. And I went 11 and five on the picks again. And I just wanted to recap that with you all. So last Thursday, we had the Cincinnati Bengals and the Cleveland Browns. The Browns were at home and this game wasn't as close as the score indicated. The Bengals did, you know, convert on a late touchdown at the end of the game. But the final score in this one was 35 to 30. And the story in this game was really the two running backs, man. We had Nick Chubb, who went for 124 yards. And then we had Kareem Hunt, who also went for 86 yards. I think this is the recipe and this is the route that the Browns need to go. Because Baker Mayfield, he hasn't quite lived up to the expectation of being the number one pick. And... I don't know, man. I, I like Baker, but he just hasn't just hasn't shown it, man. And maybe he isn't that dude. But when you have two really good running backs, no other team in the NFL even has two backs. Some teams don't even have one back that are as good as these two backs. The, the Washington football team definitely doesn't. So when I look at this, you got Chubb and you got Kareem Hunt. These are two really, really good backs, man. Kareem Hunt, let's not forget. Before his release from the Kansas City Chiefs, he was a beast, man. His rookie year, he was a beast. And that ability obviously hasn't went anywhere. You know, he's just in a, a, a smaller role, a reduced role with this Browns team. But I think the Browns should be a run-first team. Establish that identity and keep it going forward. I know you have Odell Beckham. I know you have Jarvis Landry. I know you just signed Austin Hooper. I know you still have David Njoku. But you guys need to continue to lean on the run as the foundation and the identity of your team, because I think that would make so much sense, you know? Um, Odell, um, he scored a touchdown in this game. I'm happy for him. Y'all know I love Odell. Y'all know how I feel about him. Uh, he caught a touchdown in this game. And, yeah, man, Browns got it done, man, 35-30. to 30. But on the flip side, though, for the Bengals, man, I do like what I've seen from Joe Burrow in the small sample size, man. He just looks like he has it, man. And I, and I really wasn't... The biggest Joe Burrow fan when he was in college, I kind of thought he was a product of that LSU offense and that LSU team and scheme and all of that. I, I, I genuinely thought that, man. I didn't think he was I think I didn't think he was all that, to be honest. But I'm looking at him and I'm watching him and I'm watching his film and I'm just watching how he goes through progressions. Even with a bad offensive line, he looks pretty good, man. He looks pretty good. He was 37 and 61 in this game. Pass for 316 yards through three TDs. I just think if they can get them offensive line, and I mean the receivers are kind of there, man. You got AJ Green, you got Joe Mixon, um, you drafted T Higgins, you still got John Ross. He hasn't lived up to his draft stock at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> but they got some pieces, man. If they could shore up that offensive line, which looked really, really bad against this Cleveland defense, I kind of like the potential of the Bengals, man. Maybe in the next like three years. Um, obviously, A.J. Green probably be done playing by then, but I still think that the Bengals can build around Joe Burrow. That That's pretty much my point on this. Next game, the Sunday slate, we had – we have to – let me get into this one first. First one o'clock game, we had the Falcons and the Cowboys. Man, this game – this game was wild. This game – this game was really, really wild. And – it was wild from the standpoint that the Falcons were up 20 to nothing early, man. 
And me and my dad were sitting there talking. We were watching the game. And we were just like, the Cowboys can definitely come back. They can come back. We've seen the Atlanta Falcons blow a lead, man. We've seen 28-3. That's going to get talked about forever. And this might get talked about for a long time at least because this wasn't in the Super Bowl. But this is the second time under a Dan Quinn coach team that his team has blown a huge lead, man. Um, some of the stuff that happened in this game was a bit unsustainable, like the four fumbles the Cowboys had early on in the game. Um, but... The Falcons never quite put them away, man. They were settling for some field goals when they should have been capping off those short field drives with touchdowns. We saw Julio Jones drop a touchdown. And don't even get me started on the onside kick. Atlanta Falcons, what are you doing? Dan Quinn, what are you doing? I just don't get it. I just don't understand. All you guys did was cover the spread, but you guys were up 20 to nothing. You guys have to finish. You guys have to finish. You guys were up two touchdowns with about what's it, five or six minutes left in the game. I don't, I don't understand. Final score in this one was 40 to 39. I got to give a little bit of credit to the Dallas Cowboys. Shout out to Dak Prescott. He balled out, man. He stayed poised in this game. And they won, man. They won. Um, Next game, we had the Chicago Bears and the New York Giants. In this game, we're going to talk about injuries in a little while. But in this game, man, tough, tough blow for the New York Giants, man. Saquon Barkley, star running back, who I think is the second best running back in the league. He went down. He is out for the season with a torn ACL. And that's a huge blow, man, not to the Giants, not just to the Giants, but to the entire NFL, man. You don't want to see a truly great player go down. You don't want to see anybody go down, but especially a great player like Saquon Barkley. He went down in this game. The Giants did try to make it a bit of a game later on. Final score in this one, 17-13. Bears won. Bears are 2-0. Next game, we had the Detroit Lions and the Green Bay Packers, man. Aaron Rodgers has looked really, really good. But you know who's looked even better? The other Aaron. Aaron Jones has looked great this this season so far. Uh, He's been doing it all, man. He's in a contract year, so that may be part of the reason why he's playing out of control. But on the ground, he has... 18 carries for 168 yards, two TDs. Also did it through the air with four catches and 68 yards. That Green Bay offense has definitely, definitely been humming so far this season. And they're actually leading the league in rushing right now. So shout out to the Packers, man. 42-21 final score. Detroit goes to 0-2. Green Bay goes to 2-0. Next game, Jaguars, Titans. This game was actually really interesting, man. More interesting than it probably should have been. Um, I thought I thought the Titans would get them out of the way. And they were up big early, man. They were up 24 to 10 at halftime. And the Jaguars, man, they kind of made it a game late. Kind of made it a game late. Garner Minshew, he had a solid game, man, throwing three TDs, over 300 yards. Ryan Tannehill, though, on the flip side, he had four touchdowns, man. Hooked up with Jonu Smith for two of them. And I don't know, man. <laughs> it looks like the Titans probably will win a division this year, man. But the Jaguars, though, man, a team that I thought would probably go 2-14 and 14 at best, has been playing some impressive football. Do have a game that we're going to get to in a little bit. They have a game tonight against the Miami Dolphins. Next game, Vikings-Colts. I don't know what's going on with the Vikings. I don't, man. And maybe it's... They've lost a lot of pieces, man. They lost... Well, not a lot, but they've lost some pieces, and they haven't quite replaced them. Xavier Rhodes, he was an all-pro corner, I believe, in 2018, a couple of years ago. Not too long ago, man. All-pro corner, 
he's actually on the Colts now. They also lost Everson Griffin, who was their second-best pass rusher, um, opposite of Daniil Hunter, who has missed these first couple of games. You also lost Anthony Barr, who's out for the season now. They've lost Stephon Diggs on offense. They've lost some pieces, and not only have they lost pieces, they haven't replaced them. And I think that's the problem, man. Uh, the Vikings were a team that I picked to win a division. I'm going to have to go ahead and just chalk that up as an L for me. Looks like the Packers are going to run away with it. Even though I know the Bears are 2-0 right now, but it just looked bad, man. It just looked bad against a Colts team who just lost to Jacksonville. So I don't know if this is more of an indictment on the Vikings or I don't know, man. They look bad. Kirk Cousins, he's proven that he's not that guy. I seen a, a report the other day that said the Vikings, they want to move on from Kirk Cousins, but they can until at least 2022. And, whew, I mean, Vikings, I told you so. Kirk Cousins is not that dude. He's, he's, I don't, I don't want to get this wrong. I don't want to say like Kirk Cousins is awful, but he, Improvision wise, he's not a good he's not a good improviser, man. He's good when everything is working for him. Great offensive line, great great receivers, great defense. He needs all of those parts to be great, to be excellent, and the right play calling. He needs it all. Improvising, he's not so good at. So, I mean, there you have it, man. That's that's pretty much. What the report is on Kirk Cousins, man. He's he's a good quarterback, but he he needs everything, man. He he needs process. He need, he has to be process oriented. Um, final score in this one, though, man. Twenty eight to eleven. Shout out to the coach. Next game, Bills Dolphins. Final score in this one was thirty one to twenty eight. Josh Allen has looked really really good this year, man. In this game, he threw for four hundred nineteen yards. I'm sorry, 415 and four touchdowns. Stephon Diggs, eight catches, 153 yards and a touchdown, man. Proving to be that number one receiver that the Bills needed. And he looked really, really good, man. I thought it would take a little bit of time to gel, especially since there's no preseason. And there was no preseason, rather. But he's looked good, man. Shout out to Stephon Diggs, man. Dolphins did put up a fight in this one, man. Was a, a lightning delay in this one, which I think kind of, Switch the momentum a little bit in, in their favor. But nevertheless, man, the Bills get it done. 31-28, advance to 2-0. Next game, Rams-Eagles. I don't know what's going on with the Eagles, but it's beginning to look like Carson Wentz isn't that guy, man. He's 15-17 and 17 in his last 32 starts. Is that the quarterback? Is that the team? Uh, the Eagles were a team that were decimated by injuries, but Carson Wentz still got those guys to the playoffs. So I don't really know. Maybe he isn't worth the money. I mean, I still think he's a, a starting quarterback in this league. Don't get me wrong. And let's not forget the year they won the Super Bowl, Carson Wentz was looking like an MVP candidate. So don't get me wrong. But the last 32 starts, man, 15 and 17, under 500, the Eagles are starting off 0-2 this season. Is there some panic in Philly? Possibly, man. They do get the Bengals this upcoming week, man. But I don't like what I've seen from the Eagles. They just lost to the Washington football team. Then they got blown up by the Rams. Final score in this one was 37-19. I want to give some credit, though. I want to give some credit to the Rams, man. Jared Goff did three TDs in this game. But I want to shout out the defense, man. They have guys like Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. They have – those are two of the best players. I think that's, that's two top 15 players on the team on the, uh, in the NFL, to be honest with you. Uh, 
But they 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 look good, man. They play really really good football, man. And I'm excited to see you know how the season plays out for the Rams, man. Because this was a team. Let's not forget that they did make the Super Bowl back in 2019. It's not that it's not that long ago, man. <laughs> Next game, 49ers Jets. Not really going to spend a lot of time on this, but as I alluded to earlier, man, injuries, injuries, injuries. Nick Bosa. Tore his ACL in this game. He is out for the rest of the season. We also saw Solomon Thomas get hurt in this game. He is out for the season. Raheem Moster went down in this game. He's going to miss some time. Also, Tevin Coleman went down in this game. He's going to miss some time. The NFL is actually looking at MetLife, and they're they're looking at it hard, man. They're looking at the, the field conditions, man, to see if it's safe to play on. Is that the reason of these injuries um, that have occurred in this game? Um, we just got to see Jimmy Garoppolo also got hurt in this game. It's looking like Nick Mullins may get the next start. Um, final score in this one, though, man, was 31-13. to 13. Game went kind of how I thought it was going to go, minus the injuries. Next game, Broncos, Steelers. This game was actually good, man. This is a game I predicted wrong. Sorry, I meant to tell you guys the games I picked it correct or incorrect. Um, but, yeah, man, 11-5, like I said. But in this one... Final score was 26 to 21. We got a hard back to injury. Drew Locke went down in this game. He's going to miss some time. Cortland Sutton is out for the season. He's definitely out. Um, they did have Philip Lindsay get hurt in week one. Jerry Judy also got hurt, banged up in this one. It's just a lot, man. Von Miller, we know he got hurt. Um, it's just a lot, man. And I really, really hate to see it, man, because it's not just injuries, but it's injuries happening to star players. And that hurts. That hurts my heart, and it it, it just hurts to see, man. Um, but twenty six to twenty one was the final score in this one. The Steelers advanced to two and zero. James Conner, he kind of turned back the clock a little bit, man. Sixteen carries, a hundred yards. He's looking like how he looked in that year where Le'Veon Bell sat out. A uh, final score in this one, though twenty six to twenty one. The Steelers advanced to two and zero. Next game, Buccaneers Panthers. It seems like every game I talk about, there was an injury. Christian McCaffrey is going to be out for four to six weeks. That sucks, man. That's another star player out in this one. Um, Chris Godwin didn't play in this game. Uh, final score, though, 31 to 17, man. The Bucks looking like they're starting to find some chemistry, man. Uh, it will be a nice little test as they will play in a mile high um, in the high altitude in Denver, even though Denver has a lot of guys banged up. But it'll still be a little bit of a test, man. A test of their team chemistry, honestly. But uh, final score, like I said, 31-17. Brady threw a touchdown, also had an interception. Leonard Fournette had over 100 yards. That's a good sign. And Mike Evans has seven catches for 104 yards. Um, for the Panthers, losing Christian McCaffrey is a tough blow. And like I said, man, I think I said maybe weeks ago, I think I said on the season preview, maybe with B. Jones, I said, the Panthers, if Chris, something happens to Christian McCaffrey, I don't know what's going to happen. He, he, he's their entire team. He's literally their entire team. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens as the season goes on, man. Uh, final score, though, 31-17. Next game, on to the 4 o'clock slate, man. We have the Washington football team. Traveling to Arizona and taking on the Cardinals, man. Final score in this one was 30 to 15. The Cardinals were up 20 to nothing at halftime, man. And I thought they were just gonna keep putting it on Washington, man. But Washington kind of kind of kept fighting in this one. And I don't know, man. They they've been getting off to slow starts in both of the games. So 
if they can, if they can, their offense can get off to a better start. I think that would suit them really, really well, and they can actually be in, you know, position to be highly competitive in all of their games. Uh, another blow for the league, and another blow for Washington, man. Brandon Scherf is gonna miss a couple of weeks, man. He got hurt, man. He's been getting hurt like the last every year for the last three years, man. That's tough, man, for a guy who was playing under a franchise tag, gonna want some big money. Don't know if Washington gives gives it to him because he has an injury history. Um, on the flip side though, man, Kyler Murray, he played good, man. He looks like he was having fun out there, man. He had a touchdown through the air and also on the ground. And DeAndre Hopkins had eight catches for 68. And on the flip side, the bright spot for Washington, man, did get a touchdown from rookie Antonio Gibson. Also got a receiving touchdown from Terry McLaurin. Seven catches for buck 25 was his stat line. Chase Young also got a sack, man. Through two weeks, I know it's a small sample size, but through two weeks, him and TJ Watt are tied for two and a half sacks, man. They're, they're the leaders in sacks. So shout out to Chase, man. Shout out to Washington, man. They did lose in this one 30 to 15. Have a nice test against the Browns on the road next week. Next game, we had the Chiefs and the Chargers. A weird, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A weird occurrence happened during the pregame, man. Tyrod Taylor got hurt. And the doctor, the team doctor on the chart actually punctured Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor was trying to get a, a pain-killing injection uh, to his cracked ribs, and the doctor accidentally punctured man. Kind of sucks, man. Little known fact, man. But per the CBA, when a player accepts team medical care, they cannot sue. So that really, really sucks, man. But Tyrod, man, I always feel like he gets on the wrong, he gets the wrong end of the stick sometimes, man. Uh, something always happens to him, you know, when he's competing and actually starting, getting the starting job, man. It kind of sucks, man. It really does. But the future seems to be now for the Chargers, man. If Justin Herbert got to start this game for the injured Tyrod Taylor, and he played well, man. Outside of that one interception that he thrown, he looked good. He had 311 yards, a touchdown, and the Chargers were leading pretty much the entire game up until the Chiefs tied it and sent the game to overtime, man. Uh, once that happens, you know, <laughs> you can kiss the baby on this one. It's pretty much over, man. You let the Chiefs back in the game and have the momentum to go into overtime. No doubt in my mind, once the Chiefs sent the game to overtime, they were going to win. Final score in this one was 23 to 20, man. But that's that is very promising to see from Justin Herbert, man. He looked good, man. Patrick Mahomes, he didn't look good. Well, he didn't look great. He looked all right. Um, threw for 302 yards, two touchdowns. It's a shame, man. And I said a guy completed over 50% of his passes. And he didn't look good. And he just throws for 300. Didn't look good. He, he, he looked okay. He looked okay, man. Only had like 60 yards at halftime. So, I man, I guess he did well. Um, Tyreek Hill, five catches for 99 yards. Had a big touchdown late in the game, man. Deep ball that he caught. Uh, shout out to Tyreek Hill. And the Chiefs, they, they escaped with a win, man. So, you know, you got you to gotta take the wins as they come in the NFL, man. The next game, Ravens, Texans. Ravens won this one big, man, 33-16. to 16. They just – the Texans, man, I don't know, man. I don't know if – if, is it because they have a first-place schedule? 
is that what's hurting them? Or did trading DeAndre Hopkins really hurt them? I think it's a mixture of a lot of things, man. They have some holes in their team that they didn't quite address, didn't quite fill, and that's probably what's hindering them. But, I mean, to start your season off with the Ravens and the Chiefs, man, I think most teams would go to, I mean, 0-2. So, eh, I guess I could... I guess you can take that with a little bit of a grain of salt. Uh, final score in this one, man, 33 to 16. Lamar Jackson had just over 200 passing yards, had one touchdown. The Ravens, they just controlled the game, man, pretty much. Controlled the clock, controlled um, everything on the ground. And that's what pretty much propelled them to victory, honestly, man. That's pretty much what it was. The final score, 33 to 16. Next game. Well, that was the next game was the Sunday night, or rather. So next game, the Sunday night cap, man. We got the Seahawks and the Patriots. We all saw how this game ended, and it kind of ended in a dramatic fashion, man. If Cam Newton possibly would have bounced the ball out, bounced his run out to all the way to the outside, man, he probably would have scored. I thought that play call was a bit unpredictable. I mean, a bit predictable, rather. But you put the ball in the hands of your best player on offense, um, and you run a play to his strengths. I'm sure they will run that play again or at least put the ball in Cam's hands to make a play. But the Seahawks, though, man, they look good, man. 35 to 30 was the final score. Russell Wilson has looked great, man. Maybe can finally capture that MVP, man. I think he's been playing at the MVP level pretty much since he's been in the league, man. He looked great. And he had five touchdowns, I just mentioned, hooking up with DK Metcalf for one, Tyler Lockett for another. Shout out to the Seahawks, man. And then the last game of the week, we had the Saints and the Raiders. The Raiders got this one, man, and I didn't know I didn't know if Michael Thomas was going to play or not. He did not. I don't want to make that excuse and say, oh, well, that's why I picked the Saints. Um, but when I started to look at it, I actually watched this game, and the Raiders, they, they look good, man. Um, they do have a tough schedule up ahead, and which I'm going to get to in a minute. But the Saints defense, they just let Derek Carr get comfortable, man. He looked comfortable. He didn't look great, but, you know, he was able to, you know, be comfortable and, and extend drives and, and get the ball down the field. Um, the big story in this one for the Raiders, man, was Darren Waller. He, he looked like he was unstoppable in this game, man. He I thought he might have go for 200 yards in this game, man. It just seemed like he was always getting open, open, open. 12 catches for 105 yards for Darren Waller. Uh, the Saints, they do need Michael Thomas to be, you know, to be there and to be a great part, to be a great team because he's a big part of what they like to do, man. And he's somebody that keeps the defense on their toes. But for the Raiders, man, looking at their schedule up ahead, man, they are 2-0, but they have the Patriots this week. They have the Bills the next week, the Chiefs the week after that, the Buccaneers the week after that, the Browns the week after that. Whew, they don't they don't really get a break until the Chargers, and the Chargers are no slouch. Then they get the Broncos. That's a little bit of a break. Then the Chiefs again. They don't get a break in their schedule for a while, man. So we're really going to see what the Raiders are actually made of. But before we move on to week three's predictions, I want to talk about injuries, man. And shout out to my guy, Jalen Hunter, host of the Unpopular Podcast. He he kind of took the words out of my mouth, man. A lot of the stuff I'm about to say is going to be kind of echoing him, man. But again, shout out to Jalen. But Jalen's point of emphasis and what he led his, this, his recent episode with, he led his episode talking about routine. 
And 2020, as we know, has been a year unlike any other that we've ever experienced, at least for me and people in my lifetime or people in my generation, rather. And we've never experienced anything like this. And it's been crazy, man. The whole COVID-19 that has, you know, businesses shut down, you know, facilities shut down. And it's been rough, man. But when I talk about routine, these players didn't have the same routine, man. OTAs were canceled. Let's even back it up, man. The NFL draft was virtual. That's that's for the first time ever it was virtual. You know, some people watched some people don't attend the draft and chill with their family, but for the first time ever it was completely virtual. Um after that, you know, you have your OTAs, you have your rookie mini camp, you have mini camp, you have training camp. There's a lot of stuff that it hasn't been quite normal, man. The way you train, the way you prepare, and then no preseason, of course, man. It's been a tough blow. We've seen a rash of injuries. I don't don't know the last time we've seen this many injuries, man. So I was telling you guys earlier, Saquon Barkley's out for the season. Nick Bosa's out for the season. Von Miller's out for the season. Um, Christian McCaffrey's going to miss time. So many guys hurt, man, and it's just Brandon Brooks from the Eagles. It's just a plethora of injuries, man, and I hope I hope this doesn't continue, man, but it really sucks to see all these star players and all these other players getting hurt, man. I really hate to see it, but I want to move on, man, to a bit of a lighter note, man. Time to predict these games for week three. So tonight... Thursday night football. We have the Jacksonville Jaguars holding the Dolphins. I'm actually going to take Miami. Um, it was announced that DJ Chark, receiver for the Jaguars, will not play. But originally, I was going to pick Miami anyway. So I'm going to go with the Dolphins. Next game, Sunday slate, Steelers-Texans. I'm going to go Pittsburgh, man. I'm sorry, Texans. You guys have not looked good. That Steelers defense is for real. It is mean. Whew. Good luck, man. I'm going to take the Steelers. Next game, Eagles-Bengals. I actually think this game is going to be really, really close. But from what I saw about that Bengals D-line, or O-line rather, it's not good. And the Eagles, one of the strengths of their team is their D-line. They have Fletcher Cox on there. I expect the Eagles to win this one, man. Next game, in a close one, though. Next game, Giants-49ers. I'm going to take Sam Fran. Um, we all know about the Saquon Barkley injury. Sterling Shepard is also placed on IR. Um, give me the 49ers, man. Even though they have some guys out, I'm going to take 49ers. Next game, Patriots, Raiders. I'm going to take New England. I'm going to take New England in this one. Next game, Vikings, Titans. Give me Tennessee. Next game, Browns, Washington. I really don't know. But... I'm going to take, I'm going to take, I'm going to take Cleveland. And listen, to all the Washington sports fans, guys, I saw a lot of people, I saw a lot of people hammering Dwayne Haskins last week, man. You guys were praising him in week one for his great second half, but then you guys were just shaming him and saying all types of bad stuff about him. I seen somebody say, you got to earn that captain stick sticker. Bro, he earned this. He earned the right to be the captain. Ron Rivera is a great coach, and obviously appointed Dwayne Haskins captain for a reason because he liked what he's seen from Dwayne. 
Um, the guy's really worked on his body. Looks like he could be a good leader. But these growing pains have to be expected. They have to be. You guys cannot expect to go from three and thirteen to thirteen and three, or somewhere in the middle, like nine and seven, ten and six. It, it just doesn't happen like that. It's unrealistic. And I think these fans, I think the fans in this area, they they see anything and they hype it up, man. Antonio Gandy Golden is not even getting on the field, but people were saying, "Oh my God, he could be the next Calvin Johnson." Antonio Gibson, I seen someone say he could be the next Alvin Kamara. Let's just pump the brakes, man. What happened to patience? Patience through a rebuild. Three and thirteen, you cannot expect to go from three and thirteen to thirteen and three, or somewhere in the middle, like I just said, nine and seven, ten and six. It doesn't happen like that. I had to watch them football team going seven and nine at the best, man. Seven and nine at the best, but more like six and ten, man. But it will be the 6-10 and 10 where they're competitive, where they're not a joke. They're not a laughing stock anymore, but they're actually competing in games and they're building on something. And that's what you guys have to expect. A new head coach, new coaching staff, new regime. Dwayne Haskins just started his, I believe, his ninth game the other day. Come on. We got to get real, man. We got to be realistic with our expectations. You just have to be. Just have to be. I'm sorry I went on a little bit of a rant, but... Come on, people. Come on. Let's be real here. New coaching staff. Not a real offseason. Let's get real. Dwayne Haskins just started his ninth game. His ninth game. Come on. I'm not happy with what I've seen from him, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna just up and bash people. Come on, man. It takes some time, man. It takes plenty of time, man. That's all that's, that's all I really wanted to say. <laughs> but with that being said, man, I'm going to take Cleveland in a close one. Next game, Bills-Rams. Mm. Should be a good game. I really don't know, man. <laughs> I'm going to take Buffalo, man. I'm going to take Buffalo. I'm going to take them, though. Next game, Falcons-Bears. I think the Falcons will bounce back off that horrible loss. And I think they'll get a W, man, against the Bears. So, I'm going to take Atlanta. Next game, Chargers, Panthers. Give me the Chargers. Next game, Colts, Jets. I'm going to take Indianapolis. Next game, Seahawks, Cowboys. I think this game is going to be interesting, man. Um, the Seahawks, what I've seen from them is their defense is not, it's not great. They have two great players, though, and Bobby Wagner and Jamal Adams, but they don't get they don't get consistent pressure on the quarterback. And when I look at the Cowboys, man, that defense, it has some guys missing. Leighton Vanderas out for some time. And Sean Lee as well. But this is a tough one, man. This is a tough one to predict, man. Because it's easy to say, give me the Seahawks, man. They're undefeated right now. And then it's also easy to say the Cowboys at one and one, man. They they can win this game too in Seattle. Um, I think in this spot, though, I'm going to go with the best quarterback. I'm going to go with the better quarterback, man, and that's Russell Wilson. Uh, and whenever I see a tough game like this, I usually lean with the better quarterback and who I trust more. So I'm just going to say Seattle. Next game. But I wouldn't not be surprised at all if Dallas somehow won this game. Next game, Broncos, Bucks. I'm going to take Tampa Bay. Next game, Cardinals, Lions. I'm going to take Arizona. Then the Sunday night cap, we got the Saints taking on the Packers. I'm actually going to take the Packers, man. We don't know about the health of 
Michael Thomas, will he play or not? I still think he'll probably miss this week. If he plays, he'll definitely be, like, limited. They'll be cautious with him. And I think they'll be cautious with him either way. I don't really expect him to play. Um, I'm just predicting this from Thursday, so anything could change from Thursday to Sunday. But I'm going to take the Packers, man. I like what I've seen from this so far. Drew Brees, man, I think he hasn't looked that good to me. I'm going to be honest. He hasn't looked that good to me. And I think when your second leading receiver is Alvin Kamara, that's a problem. He did pick up Emmanuel Sanders, but he only had one catch on Monday night. Jared Cook is the other weapon. He's a bit of an inconsistent player. Trico and Smith, he did look all right in that game, but is it something that, that I'll see continue? I just don't know, man. I think the Packers are playing good. They have to go to New Orleans, but there's no fans in this game, so I don't think that, that obviously that won't be an issue for them. Give me the Packers on Sunday night. And then Monday night, man, we have the Ravens and the Chiefs. I'm actually going to take the Ravens. I'm actually going to take the Ravens, and I will not be surprised at all if the Chiefs win. Uh, Lamar Jackson is 0-2 versus Patrick Mahomes. I think he'll get him this time, and I expect the Ravens to win. And that just about wraps everything up, man. We covered a lot, man. And I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank everybody for the continued love and support. I really, really appreciate it. Especially to the ones that's been rocking with me since day one of this podcast and this entire journey, man. But again, man, this is episode number 143. Mike Curry is signing out. Episode number 143 is done. Peace. I love y'all.